In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us turn our hearts to God in a word of prayer. Dear Father, we do want to thank Thee that Thy Son has suffered and died and paid the price of our redemption, so that from a free heart as we journey under the bleeding banner of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we are able to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. But Father, we are yet upon the journey and we ask thy guidance, thy care, that thou would lead us, Father, from here, the last quarter mile, to our destination into the harbor of rest, Father, where then we will ever be free from the enemy of the soul and the powers that be against thee and thy children. So, Father, we again have reason to thank thee this new day of grace that we remember as we are gathered here today at that place where we can dine with thee and where we can be partakers of thy body and blood and where we are able to praise thee for the living bread, Father, from heaven and allow that we could be partakers of it, Father, not only with our mouth and our lips, but that first we would be partakers from the very depths of our heart, so that from our mouth and our lips would flow forth that which is within. And Father, may it be that it is of those fruits which thou hast prepared and not our own. So Father, we ask that thou would again care for the sick for the elderly, for the young, for the little babes, for the teenager, and for all who are striving upon the narrow way. And Father, even those who are not at liberty, those who are not able to say from a free heart that it is well, it is well with my soul. So Father, we need thy care, we need thy guidance. Reveal thy word, Father, for we know that there is only the Lamb who is able to open the seals of that book as one that was slain from the foundation of the world. So, Father, we trust and leave that into thy hands. Hear us, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with us as we gather here this morning around God's eternal word. I'd like to share here a song that we enjoyed this morning at home there. Came to mind as I arose that praise the Savior now and ever. Praise him all beneath the skies. Prostrate, lying, suffering, dying, on the cross a sacrifice. Victory gaining, life obtaining, now in glory he doth rise. Man's work faileth, Christ availeth. He is all our righteousness. He our Savior hath forever set us free from dire distress. Through his mercy we inherit light and peace and happiness. Sin's bonds severed were delivered. Christ has bruised the serpent's head. Death no longer is the stronger. Hell itself is captive-led. Christ had risen from death's prison or the tomb he light hath shed. For his favor praise forever. Unto God the Father sing. Praise the Savior, praise him ever. Son of God, our Lord and King, praise the Spirit through Christ's merit. He doth us salvation bring. So how precious it is that already in the in the five hundreds the writer who lived and passed away in 609. Already these precious matters had been revealed unto his heart. Through the great redeeming work of the Lamb of God. And beloved, even though many times we feel in these last days that we are alone, especially as we have mentioned before, when there are bigger services somewhere, it seems like is it so that we are being left out? But nevertheless, God's word is such that, that we don't have to look for the high things in this life or to the kings of this world for us to be partakers of the merits of the Lord Jesus, but that even the lowliest child of God is a priest and a king. And with him, with the Lord Jesus, then with our brethren, we are able to dwell and to journey and rejoice, no matter how poor we are, how wretched we feel. But yet he has promised to be with us. <clears throat> Last evening, before we go into our text here, I received a call from the family of, of Danny Aho who is in the Jamestown, North Dakota, mental health center because of a breakdown. And his wife and the rest of the family have asked us that we would pray for him and pray for his mental and spiritual health, that God could again re restore him to care for his family how joyous they have been of late to have many gatherings there, at least one a month. 
and sometime they have had close to 100 people where they have been the only family there before. So God is good and he does take care of his children, especially in these last times when we surely need to cry out that, uh, that the end of all things is at hand and the coming of the Lord Jesus is near. I was thinking of that recently, how when the enemy appeared on the shores of America many, many years ago, he was laid upon one watchman to, to begin to tell the people that the enemy is coming. And he went on horseback through many of the parts of this our land here in New England, warning that the enemy is coming. And we know that the enemy already has come. And he tries in every way even to enter into the heart of his children. So surely we need to proclaim the word to the world and to ourselves. To we who are upon the journey, we are not home yet. That God would protect us even as he did those in that day. And when the enemy tries to take away our freedom from our own hearts and bring us into bondage of sin, the world, the devil, and our own flesh, then we also need to cry. And may it be that the cries would be heard of John yet in these last days so that we could remain awake and so it was for them that the enemy was overcome. And so it is yet for us that we have the outward liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. But yet we have found something more and something richer. Well, we have come to find grace, mercy, and peace in Christ Jesus. And may it be also that we would proclaim and get on horseback and begin to tell the people that the Lord Jesus has come, that those that are troubled with sin and don't seem to be able to overcome, remember we are more than overcomers in the name and shed blood of him who we want to remember this morning, that we could praise his holy name and thank God that the bonds of sin have been severed and that we have been delivered, and that Christ has bruised the serpent's head. So may he allow that for us. I'll read a portion of God's word from the latter part of, of the fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians. With that prayer that he who is able to open the seals of his word. He who sits upon the throne would yet be with us this morning. As we are gathered here, fewer in number than usual. But nevertheless, he has promised to be where two or three are gathered in his name. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye 
are unleavened, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, <clears throat> or with idolaters. For then must he needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or a covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, or such an one, with such an one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within, but them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away from among you, among yourselves, that wicked person. Amen. And beloved, when he speaks here of a wicked person, it is not only speaking of someone else, but the apostle has been able to behold within his own heart also that there is such an enemy that dwells within, that we need to be watchful and to separate ourselves from this person which is and which desires to travel and to journey in its own path. Here in the beginning of this chapter where it speaks concerning fornication and as it has been explained here where we read that it was not only a fornication that was outwardly though there was even in that day as Luther has written, that there was <clears throat> such a condition among the people, <clears throat> even in the day of the Lord Jesus, as he said that even one had married his own stepmother. So far, natural fornication had gone. But nevertheless, here it reminds us that it would not be as so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. So in order for him to be concerned with this, he saw that there was one that had married even his father's wife, or as Luther says, his stepmother. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily be as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. 
So in this portion of God's word, we behold that it was upon the heart of the Apostle Paul that he would exhort not only the Corinthian Christians, but that he would exhort you and me today to walk as Christians. That exhortation is loud and clear in this portion of God's word. And as we, as we gather here to partake of the body and the blood of Jesus, it is good that we would also examine our own hearts at this place, at this altar, that which is it that we serve within our own body. For as we read here, your glory, glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. As he had been said that if there is even a drink, whether it be sweet wine as they used in those days, <clears throat> the apostle has warned and Jesus has spoken that even one drop of poison would eventually spoil the entire drink. And so it is also with our hearts that if we begin to travel contrary to these warnings that we have heard here, we begin to glory in those things that are of the flesh. Then it says that know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. If we begin to journey away from that simplicity of living Christianity, that which we have known and been taught as a child, and we know those teachings, we have heard them many times. And if we begin to go contrary to conscience and that which God has revealed to our heart, then, beloved, it is not long before that little bit of leaven leaveneth the whole lump. We remember how it was when the Israelites were to leave on that long journey into the Promised Land. And they partook there of that sacrifice which was to come, but as a picture of it. And the first thing they were told was they, that they would remove from their houses all that bread that was leavened. And then they would gather for seven days and they would partake only of the sweet bread, only of that bread that was unleavened. And when he, <clears throat> the Word of God speaks concerning the unleavened bread, it means that, that it is completely new. When that bread that has been made by you mothers, when you are kneading the dough, and if a little leaven is put into that, into that dough, it will spoil the whole batch. And you know then that that bread is not edible. So when we 
here see how it is pictured for us as the children of God, and it points to our own hearts. When we see that within this natural portion there is only leaven, and when by the law of God we have come to see that we are undone, we are poisoned from the beginning to the end, then what can we do? What can the mother do when she knows that the entire dough is leavened and it is all spoiled? She must begin anew. And as God's word also reminds us that that we cannot put on a new patch on an old garment. So we see from this portion of God's word that there is, beloved, for us who are on the journey, reason to be concerned that a new happening has taken place within our heart. If we begin to find fellowship with those, as it says here, who are altogether, yet not altogether, fornicators of this world, but with those whose hearts are in covetousness, those who are extortioners or with idolaters, that love, idolatry, and the honor of this world then it says, for then we must needs go out of the world if we are to separate ourselves completely from those from the world and the worldly. So he knows, Paul knows, even as God's word teaches us, that we are to be here and to be a light to the world. And we are not to live according to the ways of this world or to begin then to make promises that we are going to be better, that is putting the new patch on an old garment, and it will not stay. It is not pleasing to God. But oh, may it be that we would search our own hearts, and to behold then that is it such that we find fellowship with those who mock living Christianity. Many times it has been said that, <clears throat> that perhaps in these last days, what if we lose contact with those who have journeyed before, those who have taught the living way, and we begin to say that we have found a better way. <clears throat> Just this morning I was reading one of uh, Luther's postules, which I wrote down here, when he says that men say that no one should be terrified by the law. No, it is our duty to teach men to purge out the old leaven. We must tell them that they are not Christians, but devoid of faith when they yield to the wantonness of the flesh and willfully persevere in sin against the warning of conscience. 
We should teach that such sins are so much more vicious and damnable when practiced under the name of the gospel, under cover of Christian liberty, that this is despising and blaspheming the name of Christ and his gospel. So we see, according to this text, as the elders have before read, and I <clears throat> tried to search what the other writings of the elders have been. So, beloved, it is good and important that we would always remember and pray that God would reveal unto us how other journeymen have traveled and that we would not lose contact with the Christianity of our grandparents, our parents, and of those elders who have gone before. Because if we begin to eat and drink with the drunken, as Jesus writes to us in the Gospels, and begin to say that the Lord delayeth his coming, and begin to eat and drink with the drunken, then the end of that soul is an eternal loss. So may we examine what we hear from this place, not only what our friends feel or what we might have heard or what we might have been taught of late, but is it founded upon the scripture upon the word of God. Oh, may God be merciful unto us that we would yet hear the cries of those elders who have gone before. When we have even of late heard how God's word said that, Behold, your God will come, and he will come with a strong hand and feed his flock like a shepherd. Oh, how precious are the promises of the Lord Jesus. When he has spoiled for us all the things of this world, when he has spoiled for us those things that are leavened, and then only when we are partakers and have left and emptied our houses, in other words, our hearts, when we have come to newness of life in Christ Jesus and we have emptied our houses and our homes and our hearts of all the unleavened bread and that we would not begin to smite one another with the unleavened bread of wickedness and the unleavened bread which is hatred hardness of heart, and we forsake that which Jesus has come to bring for us. When the bread of life has come down from heaven, it is that those sweet cakes, it is the sweet bread, and of that, when we have tasted of it, we long, we love for more and for more. And we do thank God that the blood of Jesus which has been shed for us when he has suffered and died and been spat upon and mocked, that that is sufficient for us to change our hearts and our lives, 
so that now we are able to turn away from the unleavened bread, from bread rather that is leavened, but that we would partake of him, of that unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And beloved, this is not our work. We cannot do this. It is impossible for us. But we are able to look to that sacrifice of which we want to remember even today. And as I was reading recently concerning the blood of Jesus that is, is revealed in the book of Revelation, and many times through the years I wondered that what a story that is when it said that the blood flowed even to the horse's bridles. And surely it is hard for us to believe that naturally from one heart that the blood would flow so deep that it would be to the bridles of horses. But then it was opened a little to my own heart that horse has always been a picture of man's strength. And the bridle is that which steers man's strength. In the mouth from the bridle is a bit and also there is reins that turn that horse. It has to be led by man. But how sad it is if we are trusting in the strength of a horse. And when we hear someone say, don't do this, then we don't do it for a while. Or when they say, do this, then we do it. But it's only for a while. The blood of Jesus has reached even that high so that man must cease from his own strength. He must cease from his own works. Praise God that we have such a Savior and that figuratively he speaks to us of these matters and that we can partake of those sweet cakes within our own heart. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I write, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. The Apostle Paul spoke in one of the epistles here in the New Testament concerning these matters, and surely we have read it many times how that not altogether with fornicators of, of this world or with the ungodly, but with those also who partake of covetousness, who live for that and that alone. We have no desire to read the word of God. We have no desire to gather with the Christians. When we journey, when we make plans, do we like to go as many of us would have liked to have gone now, even where they are gathered in North Carolina. May God bless them, and through that, may he also bless us. But may he also bless us here this morning, who need not be separated from him, who has become our sacrifice, but that we would not Keep the feast where leaven of malice and wickedness is within our heart. But that here at this altar we could put away such matters and believe by faith through grace that 
He has paid the price of our sin, and we need not carry it any further. We can here leave it before the altar, that place where his body and blood has been shed, his body broken for us. Nor to be with those that are covetous or extortioners who extort the word of God, who change it to fit our own ways, our own understandings. And yet we can clench our own fist of wickedness and say that we have put on an, a new patch on an old garment. Beloved, it does not work. For then must ye needs go out of the world if we are to separate us, ourselves from those who are among us. But yet it says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or a covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner or as such in one with such in one no not to eat these are severe warnings and they sound like severe judgments but oh beloved they are precious warnings for us we know how it is when we who are young have begun to seek mates for for life how precious it is for you who are yet below that age that you would not look into the world but that you would examine the hearts first your own heart and those who you would look upon to be one where you could speak your own heart freely of those matters that are eternal Oh, how precious when God reveals that to your heart. We have seen by the hundreds, even in my lifetime, where those that have begun to flirt with the world, and as we read and have quoted from the book of Luke, how that we would not become those that would begin to eat and drink with the drunken, and to mock the children of God. All oh, the sorrow that comes upon the hearts of those who later have been awakened. Oh, may God spare you. May he spare the generation after us. Even though we know that the coming of the Lord Jesus is so close, that even it is even at the doors. Just recently, I was standing outside watching the eastern horizon there about five in the morning, and how the day star already had appeared. And as many of you have also done this, and I have spoken of this many times before, but how precious a reminder it is for us that the day star we know is the Lord Jesus, who has already arisen from the grave. He lives, beloved, he lives today. The price of redemption has been paid for the greatest of sinners. And soon following that day star, inevitably the eternal Son of Grace is going to rise. 
and it always follows the day star. And beloved, this morning we are nearer to the coming of the Lord Jesus than we have ever, ever been before. It could be this very day, it could be this very hour, for no man knows the day nor the hour. But surely we know that the season is nigh. All the, the places that we have read in the 24th chapter of Matthew and in many other places. And as we have read here also that as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. We who are God's children, here the scripture shows us that we are those that are unleavened. Yes, we no longer allow the leaven which the Pharisees had within their own hearts, though they were outwardly living a beautiful life. And only God himself and the Lord Jesus were able to tell that they lived such a life that was not pleasing to God. But may God remove from us the old leaven so that we would be able also be one of those that are unleavened for even Christ, our sacrifice, our Passover was sacrificed for us. Oh, how precious that we would remember this sacrifice this morning when we gather here and kneel at this altar, though great sinners we are, that yet we would remember that for, e for even Christ, our sacrifice, our Passover rather, was sacrificed for us. It was not only their Passover for the Corinthians in that day, but it is a Passover that is also sacrificed for us who are gathered here today. But oh, if there should be some heart here that is fearful, that is afraid to come and to partake of him who has been sacrificed for us, oh, that those burdens and those cares that have been upon your heart and you have not been able to be free to believe, may it be that they could be put away under the great blood banner of the Lord Jesus, that we could hear those sins forgiven and washed away in his name and shed blood. Then we will truly be able to journey as God's child when we have received that power from on high and the gift of adoption, the gift of his spirit, so that then we are able to journey with an unleavened heart where the power of Satan no longer rules our lives or our hearts, but we long to follow him. We long to hear his word. We long to sing the songs and the praises of the Lord Jesus. As we hear earlier read, that man's work faileth, Christ availeth. He is all our righteousness. He, our Savior, hath forever set us free from dire distress. Through his merit we inherit light and peace and happiness. 
Oh, how precious that it is an inheritance. Those who are here today who perhaps have been adopted and their names are written down. It is nothing that you have done. In the spiritual realm, he has adopted every one of us. We would otherwise be lost forever unless we are partakers of this great adoption. May it be revealed to every heart. May we come boldly to partake of him. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. A Passover is one of which they partook even in the Old Testament as they journeyed in the wilderness toward the promised land. And then when they partook of that Passover, they also in haste had to journey toward the land of promise. And so we also, we have no time to spend in the pleasures, in the fun and the sports and whatever this world has to offer, but that we would now begin to journey with such a heart where our heart has been unleavened. And that malice and wickedness have now been cast out. And so then we also can say <clears throat> that for what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are without. We look outwardly at the world and we say, those that live in wickedness, those that live in sin, in drunkenness, in drugs, in adultery, in fornication, we do not want to journey with them. But then we are also warned of the spiritual part, that we would not partake of those that lead us away from the simplicity of living Christianity that we have known and we have heard. For sleepiness, beloved, is so close to our hearts that we need to examine our hearts that where are we going. But them that are without God judgeth, therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. And beloved, we have sufficient wicked person right here within our own bosom. And may it be that God would give us strength and power over that matter, over this flesh, so that we could journey also as God's own children. And then a thought came to mind here in, in closing concerning, again, that place where, where Jesus spoke in the 21st chapter of John, when he speaks here concerning those fishermen that went out to fish, and when he said, but when morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but disciples knew not that it was Jesus. For they had gone fishing and they caught nothing. And then, even though they didn't say anything, they knew that it was Jesus who was standing on the shore. But the disciples knew not first that it was Jesus. But then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered, No. 
And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and he, sh- and he shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw for the multitude of the fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him. For he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not afar from land. But as they were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes, as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and and the fish laid there on and bread. And Jesus saith unto them, Bring the fish which ye have caught, caught now have now caught. Many times it's that way for us too that as we journey here in this world and our hearts are drawn into many things. And because of the darkness of earth's night we are not able to see as we should. We are not able to hear often the voice of Jesus. And as it was with the fishermen that night, they were so far away from Jesus that they could not recognize him. Many times it's that way with my own heart too. That it seems that I stand so far away from the Lord Jesus that I can hardly recognize that it is him who is standing on the shore. And we become weary at the end of our day or at the end of our life. Many times we begin to say that, will I make it? Am I able to reach the shores of eternity that will God yet lead me all the way home? But yet he has promised. Even though they had no fish, Jesus had fish that was upon the fire. And what did Jesus say unto them? He said, come and die. And no matter how it is within our own hearts also, May it be that we would be able to believe that Jesus has paid the price of our redemption. Perhaps it is that way that since the last time that you have kneeled here at this altar, that maybe sin has come upon your heart. Maybe doubts have come, maybe hard words have come, maybe hard feelings have accumulated. And you are not able to be free with your brethren, with your brothers and your sisters. Maybe there in a home life you have not been able to journey freely with your mom and with your dad. But yet Jesus says, come and die. It is almost 2,000 years ago when he said this to his disciples. And we are now in the last moments of this before we enter into another millennium if God would allow but yet those words are for all sinners as it was then with those poor fishermen who were tired who were weary who were perhaps ready to rest but did Jesus tell them that go and rest no he said cast yet the net on the right side And all that we would cast our net also on that side that Jesus tells us 
in his word that we would cast that net. That there yet perhaps in the speaking of God's word to our children, our children's children after us, our loved ones, our brothers and sisters that may be in unbelief. Oh, that God would yet allow that that net would be full and they would be drawn to shore. And even before they drew that to shore, he told them to come and dine. For he had already prepared bread that we have known nothing of. Oh, how precious that Jesus has prepared the way. God the Father has allowed that Jesus had been tried between the fires of God's wrath and the fires of his love. And no matter how great the sins are where we have journeyed, yet he tells us to come and to put away the sins and the weights that may, may be upon our heart this morning. We don't have to flee from him. He will lead us and he will guide us. No matter what kind of mischief we have been in, no matter what secret sin we have been tempted in, come as you are. Speak your heart among the children of God. And surely you will also see for your own heart that the fires have been prepared already from the foundation of the world. And you don't have to complete your holiness. You don't have to journey as a perfect child of God. He receives sinners just as we are. We don't need bits within our mouths or within our bridles to steer us. But when God has placed even the law of God with his own finger upon the fleshly tables of our heart, and when he has given his spirit to guide us, then, beloved, we don't have to do those things on our own. But he receives us as we are. And he allows we are partakers of unleavened bread. Come and partake this morning of that unleavened bread that he has finished for us. So we know that Jesus doesn't rejoice in our failings and in our sins. But he rejoices because your heart is needy. Therefore, come and dine. To that end, may God bless his word unto our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray with and for them who will now partake of the Lord's Holy Supper. Lord Jesus Christ, O bread of life, grant that thy holy communion may be a blessing to all those who today shall partake of it, that through the power of thy body and blood they may receive peace and comfort to their souls and be strengthened in faith, in love, in a lively hope of eternal life. Amen. Truly it is meet, right, and blessed that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, 
This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray as our Lord Jesus Christ has taught us, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with thee.
May the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for this gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death till he cometh again. Arise and depart from the Lord. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord.
May the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord. the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preserve your body and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for this gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord. the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. 
Praise the Lord for this gracious gift to which you have partaken. Proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart from the Lord. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord. the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for this gracious gift of which you have partaken. Proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart from the Lord.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord. the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the Lord.
the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Pray the Lord for this gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Arise and depart from the Lord.